right, everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. I had the pleasure of working with today's guest in Club Med Cancun 2005 with Hendel Duplessis. I knew him as a circus geo, but his first season was as a set designer in Cancun in 1998. Huh, I did not know that about him. In December of 1997, an ad in the newspaper caught his eye, and that is how he found out about Club Med, and he applied. Like most geos from Montreal, <laughs> he only planned to stay a short while, but when you're from Montreal and winter's coming around, you know, like my guests and me, that short stay can turn into eight years very, very quickly. He worked from 98 to 2006 in such villages such as Eleuthera, Waltuco, Veradero, Turks and Caicos, and my personal favorite, Lindemann Island, Australia. And get ready for this, people. This is huge news. In the two years of this podcast, he is the first and only guest to do interviews in both English and French. That is right. And we're going to be releasing both these interviews for you on the same day. So a huge thank you to my guest today for taking the time to do this. Who is this incredible guest? Who is this bilingual hunk? Well, please help me welcome from La Belle Province, Montreal, Quebec, Francois Tiger McKay. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Street Fighter 2 reference. Hey, Tiger, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Greg. <laughs> oh, I love saying your nickname. What, I what love it. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, so let's let's get it out. I, as I said, finally, after years of asking, you agreed to help me out here and, you know, to be the first uh, XGO to do an interview in English and French. So really, huge thank you for that, really. Cause I know, uh, I know I'm asking a lot. Interesting experience, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope you're sitting comfortably, buddy. We're about to light this fire. <laughs> Shall we get uh, into it? Absolutely. Let's okay. So I, I believe you told me, you know, before Club Ed, you were working, you know, you were working in design and construction, right? And yeah. um, in, in Montreal, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I think you were looking for something different or something new and you saw a lad and you saw an ad in the local newspaper. Yeah. Well, basically I was in, uh, I was like in, in between two jobs and, you know, like, trying to figure out what to do next and stuff and i'm just like you know looking at the newspaper and uh, all of a sudden that little hat catch my eyes and looking for set design and caribbeans and stuff oh say caribbeans sounds good so i just applied and it happens pretty fast as a matter of fact i applied like in november got a call in december an interview and stuff and just like i knew i was going away just a week before Christmas, uh, 97, if I remember well. Okay, now hold on a sec before we get to that. Now, do you recall your um, your interview? Was it in Montreal? It was in Montreal, actually, yeah. It was were, there Montreal. A, were there a bunch of you that went? That's a little far. I'm, I I can't recall. I, I remember there was like, we were in an office and there was like a few people and stuff like that. And I remember you know doing the interview for the set design and stuff and it was a it was a few people down there but i can't even remember where it was i know it wasn't montreal but where well, it was exactly how do they what, what kind of questions do they ask you to prove that you know how to do set design because i i have no idea what i would ask you so do you did they ask you or, you, or they just believed you well <laughs> they kind of believe me i guess and i had like a you know like a little portfolio like doing like saying that you know because I was really honest, because I knew it was set design for, you know, shows and stuff like that. I never did that when I was in Montreal. I mean, the design I was doing more, was most like, a, you know, like a, a 
commercial designs and you know boutique and stuff like that so it was like a very different area so that's why i applied first because i was you know okay that's another that's another experience which is you know set design we'll see how it goes so it's just like i guess it's a matter of uh, personality i was like uh i guess i sell myself pretty good and they just like okay we're gonna trust you and i think we you're gonna do a uh, good stuff some so that's that's pretty good that's basically how it goes you know it's like they, they they ask me questions like if i had any experience in doing like a, you know a deco for shows or theater or anything like that and i said no i don't but i have like you know i can build stuff that's for sure and i mean i'm willing to try it you know so and i got the job so i guess they believed me i guess what what did you know about Club Med prior to applying? I guess you you saw the commercials on TV, but did you know anything well, about? Uh, that's the, it. The only the, thing I knew was like uh, you know they, they had people working down there called geos, and that that was it. You know, I had like zip, never been before or anything like that, and so I had no idea whatsoever what it looks like, what was the job, what was the involvement, and I I had no idea no idea i didn't know anything about it i never been to club med before that anyway so i just like you know the only thing i knew was like from what people were telling me about and basically it's you got people who are like you know dancing around and call geos and uh, you got gms that are guests and that was it you know so that's the basic idea that i had that's the the, the biggest idea i had of club med that was it you know what do you remember about arriving your first week? Like, do you remember taking a flight, like getting to the village? Do you remember, did you meet Kevin Bat right away? Cause I know he was your chief of village. Like, what do you remember about that first week? Well, the first week I got there, I don't know what to expect whatsoever. So I get there and it's like, you know, it's temperatures, super cool. Beach at Cancun at that time was like absolutely gorgeous. You know, like, so I get to the village and I just like, and there's like a couple of guys in the what we call the animation team at that point because set design is part of the animation team. And there was a sound engineer, a guy from uh, from uh, Toronto, uh, Marty Marty McKinney. You probably know him. He's a legend in Clement for a little while. And uh, so this guy is down there. He knows you know he knows his way around in Clement and stuff like that. And he kind of helped me out, you know, like. Uh, he was calling me, it's funny, he was calling me the deco guy. And I was like, <laughs> he said, there you go, deco guy, come on, build me this and build me that. And so he was like kind of helping me out and stuff. And it was like one of the first contact that I had in Club Med. And the guy was like a party animal and stuff. So I was like started on the, <laughs> on the right foot, I guess. And then I met Kevin down there. Kevin had the, he was there at Chief of Village for for. for a little while before that, I think. So he's my first, you know, chief of village. As it, so he was, you know, pretty cool experience to, you know, as a first chief of village, you can give it, you get given back. It's, pretty, it's not bad, you know. Well, yeah, he's another Montreal boy like you, right? Oh yeah, he's a guy from Montreal. That's another. That's another thing, you know. That in the animation, in the animation team as well. There was like, you know, Marty was a Canadian and. Uh, there was a sound engineer also from uh, the light engineer, sorry, was from uh, a guy from Arizona. And, you know, like it was a pretty nice crowd. And the guy who was like the set design down there was a French guy. 
but really French, like a French accent and stuff like that. So it, it, it got so much easier for me, like the, you know, language barrier for anything like that. And I learned, I mean, at that time, the theater in Cancun was not anywhere close with what it was when we were there. You know, it was like um, a very old fashioned way of, you know, the, the, uh, the, all the backgrounds were like dropping from the ceiling and stuff like that with pulleys and stuff. And it was like, you know, like a real theater. So I learned the set design right there. Like, it, and for me, it, my idea at that point was like, okay, I'm going to get another theater and it's going to be exactly the same. And no, no, <laughs> didn't happen like that. But it was a nice experience. I mean, it's like I was there for three weeks. And the funny part is that I'm there after, what, two, three weeks? Yeah, I was there for about a month. And after, like, what, two weeks or so, or a week and a half, two weeks, I'm uh, playing volleyball on the on the cement court and jump to the net and stuff. And coming back down, I step on somebody else's foot and twist my ankle, you know? So for about a week, I was in crutches and stuff in the village. So Kevin Bat was like laughing at me because he said, "Here you go, you come in for you know first time job in Clement, and then you're all you're already on crutches." You know, it's like hello, but I was you know quite quite a experience like running around the village with uh, crutches was like uh, amazing. Just one one moment, Tiger. Uh, so your first season's Cancun. Now is this where you got the nickname Tiger, or was it in a later season? The nickname came in a later season, actually. Where, where in the world, where were you when someone called you Tiger? Was it I was Watuko? In, I was in, oh yeah, Watuko in Mexico. Okay, Watuko. all right. Well, wait till we get there till you tell me how right. you know you got the nickname. So Cancun, first season, you're pretty lucky to be sent there. Maybe you didn't know it at the time. Big singles village, you know, big sports village. Do you have any uh, memorable, appropriate, interesting stories from that first season? Well, one of the memorable ones that I have from Cancun that first is the night that I left. I mean, it's like the, the night before I left, we uh, we had a little bit party, you know, like the guys want us, you know. Yeah, as you, as you do, right? As, as you do. Yeah, that's it. Normal stuff, you know. But my luggage is not ready whatsoever. And I'm so I have I can't remember what time my flight was, but uh, it was like. Not that early in the morning, but my luggage is not done. So I'm going back to sleep that, that night. I'm going to sleep that night. And uh, I'm just thinking, I say, oh, I got time tomorrow morning. I'll do my luggage and stuff like that. But I woke up late. So I grab everything that I have. And I'm so late that I grab everything. And I just throw all my clothes in my luggage and stuff. Get to the reception. And the guy from traffic is looking at me. He said, uh, you're going to miss your flight. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I rushed to the airport, get into flight and get to my flight and stuff. The funny part of it is that when I got to Montreal, the guy at the uh, customs asking me, he said, where are you coming from? He said, Cancun, Mexico, blah, blah, blah. Then he's putting me aside and he said, okay. So he opened my luggage and everything is like upside down. It looks like all already closed. It's not, but it, it looks like it. So the guy is looking at me over his, you know, just, over his glasses and he's like okay it's good you can go he didn't want to put his hands in there it was like all messed up i said eh, after all it's not a bad trick you know yeah yeah <laughs> if you're they're gonna go through your luggage if you're smuggling contraband or something then just uh, yeah just get a yeah. get a geo's uh geo's clothes who's been at a resort that's for six it, months that's okay. it. <laughs> 
All right. Now, uh, here's something interesting. You you get lucky again because you go to Luther Bahamas. I never got to work with a Lutheran. You get to work with Mike Coltman, the chief yep. of village from England, correct? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. He was well known as uh, Mr. Animation. So it was like... Uh, and you're still se- you're still set designer, so I guess if he's known as Mr. Animation, then you uh, you gotta you gotta bring it, I guess, right? Oh you yeah, gotta bring the stuff. You, get, you gotta bring <laughs> the stuff, and you know, like uh, the guy was like, he was on top of it. He he had his own shows, he, his own stuff, and the only thing he was asking me is to you know fit it properly, and every every prop had his has a place on the set and stuff. And he was like very very on top of that you know? so the only thing he was basically asking me is to complete the deco and just like add on a little something there and there you know like just refine the whole thing but he was like uh he was a mr animation and he was like you gotta deliver because you know even the during the rehearsal i we had rehearsal at night after everybody was gone that's because he didn't want anybody to see any guests could were allowed to see watch or whatever so the rehearsal were like late at night like 11 at night or something like that and it was like you do it again until it's perfect you know even if the show's is running for so he was like very very professional on that on that side so quite an experience you know like and it's the bahamas you know a beautiful beautiful place beautiful village too bad it's been destroyed, but uh, it, it was a beautiful village. You remember seeing the uh, pink sand beach for the first time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I st- actually, I still have a bottle of sand somewhere that I picked up because I was like, I can't believe this is possible. The, the sand is really, really, really pink. You look at it; it's, they, there's like all little parts of corals in it that makes it pink. And I still have a bottle somewhere with the, with the sand, that sand in, in it. So. And did anything interesting, memorable happen to you this season? Was this a family oh, village, a family village, single village? It, it was, was it? a family village. Exactly. Okay. Actually, it's my first uh, year I came in contact with circus, actually. Okay, and good. I, I was, was going to ask you that. So this is yeah, where you started then. Yeah, that's where I started. Not flying trapeze, though. I tried, I, I started down there. I was doing single trapeze the first time. And the first time I did single trapeze in a show, in a circus show, was in a Lutra. So, well, can I ask so, you, Tiger, what, 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 what drew you to, what drew you to circus? Like, uh, just because it was something you'd never done before or you, something you always wanted to do? It's, well, no, actually, I discovered circus in Clement. I never did it before. And the first time I came to see it, I, I went to see it. I, I was looking at it and said, man, I want to try that. I want to do that. You know, it looks like fun. I was like attracted to it like pretty much instant. And it was like, okay, I want to try that. I want to try that. I have to, you know, do it. So the first time, I uh, can't remember his name at, at the time, who was the chief of circus down there. He was a tall guy, an American guy. I started like you know slowly trying to uh, you know do their uh, do a uh, single trapeze with them and practice a little bit in the theater and stuff. And one day they asked me if I wanted to do it in the show, and that's how it all started. But I didn't have time, uh, you know, being in the 
a village with Mike Colton and a set designer, you didn't have that much time aside to, you know, do flying trapeze and stuff like that. Because at the time that they had the session of flying trapeze, I was working, putting up the set and stuff for the, the, the night show, you know. So, um, so basically, I didn't try uh, flying trapeze until the next season, which was another village in the, in the, in Mexico. Right. So we're going to jump to Waltuco because I am sorry, I'm Tiger, I'm really dying to know how you got this nickname. So if you <laughs> wouldn't mind telling us, hopefully this is an appropriate story. I should have asked that first. Darn it. It is but an appropriate how story. How did you get? And by the way, Joker and I, I don't know, maybe we didn't tell you, but we loved your nickname because we played Street Fighter 2 for so so long when we were yeah, kids. And of all the nicknames, I love saying, I love saying Tiger, because in my head I was saying Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. So how did you get the nickname? Uh, when I was in Watoko, I was, the, the chief of animation at that time was uh, Luke Neal, Gus. Everybody yes. knows him as Gus. And this guy is very creative. So one night, he's, uh, he was arranging a party for the Geos. Like the Geos, he had like two weeks. One day was like boys' night for the girls. And the, 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 the next day, the next week or the week after, I don't know, it was like night for the boys. You know, it's like the, so the boys are organizing a night for the girls and vice versa. So we had that party. You know, it was a geo party. It was like for the staff. You know? So uh, we do all kinds of stuff. We decorate the village. We decorate the disco so much. The disco is so much decorated that we had to get the people inside the disco by, you know, a back door that nobody goes there. So nobody had an idea of where they were. And you couldn't see the wall. So they couldn't. Even when they, because they were blindfolded when they get there and they're going behind the bar and stuff, it was like such an imagination guy. And um, so we get there and uh, we we had all kinds of uh, activities all day long for, for the girls and stuff like that. And at night, it was like a party in the disco. And we had a Chippendale night for the girls. So me and, you know, a couple of other geos we did chippendale show crew but i did the chippendale show and i brought lulu who was the chief of village at that time i brought her on stage and i did a lap dance for her wait a minute hold up hold up as i did a year with lulu lulu actually let you do this well like, did she, she know she, did she know that did she know no, that she you didn't were know gonna... she didn't know she I... was there in the audience and i grabbed her i said come on up <laughs> wow she, so she came and i sat her on the on the chair Okay, well, well hold up. Did you know which way this was going to go? Because, like I said, I worked with her for a year, but I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it worked out for you. Okay, sorry. It worked on. out for me. So okay, Conti like... continue, please. <laughs> so we do the whole party and stuff like that, and everybody's, like, cheering and stuff. And the next day, I mean, everything was done. Everything was fine. We were laughing and stuff. And the next day, I'm walking into the circus shack, because I was circus geo at that time, uh, well, I was set design and circus geo because I was doing both jobs. So I get into the uh, into the uh, circus shack, and um, the girl who works with me in the circus team, which is uh, her name is Holly Rollins, she's looking at me. She said, "Woo, man, you you let the tiger out yeah last night." So she's looking at me. She said, "Wow, uh, Frankie Tiger." So it started. Only because of that. 
So everybody was calling me Tiger after that. So I guess she spread the word that she called me Tiger and made me laugh. So everybody called, started calling me Tiger after that. I would go away after that season because I wasn't going into another village. and it, But it didn't because there was like two guys, two GOs named Francois in the village. So at that point, it was like, at that time, we had like a geo program and stuff. So you, you, you know, Francois is doing this and Francois is doing that. And so it was too confusing which which Francois it was. So I said, okay, keep going. I'll go under Tiger and he keeps his name. So I'll, so the <laughs> nickname lasted after that for the rest of my career down there. <laughs> okay, so but that was the... like, you know, it's that's the, that's the funny story about it. It's just that I did a lap dance for the chief of village Lulu, and then the tiger nickname came up. Yeah, very brave of you, my friend. Very brave of you. Okay, my hats off I'll... to you. Okay, <laughs> and my g <laughs> and my g string. So, 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 okay. So prior to to you doing Chippendales, I guess people thought of you as shy. I'm guessing then, right? Well, I was like, you know, I'm 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 kind of you know not shy, but you know I'm like. A, now, my place okay when when you did the lap dance for lulu because i do i do you had very unique there's something unique about your act and that you had a whistle let's just say on your on your briefs did you have this yet and uh well no, too cool, that have, came later okay no it came after that because <laughs> when you when you when you broke that out okay uh i was on the floor i'd never seen that before after <laughs> almost nine years in combat okay all right so watuko and then you stay well okay so your next village is veradero and you're only one of maybe like three xgos i've had on this show that you know been to veradero yeah. um what did you what did you think of that village veradero is beautiful village I and mean, it's beautiful beaches oh also it was, also was uh, wait, so, sorry tiger this this was not the opening of cuba then right you arrived after the opening oh yeah it was yeah it was like after i think it was like two or three years after the opening okay like that. okay sorry I think it opens on. in 98 or something like that and i was there okay. like in 2000 because i was there for i was there for new year's 2000 so y2k oh y2k you got any y2k yeah, was, memories y2k Were people uh, afraid to fly the next day oh what happened my god, my god that's that's i i don't really remember any you know like big well, no, because nothing happened, right? It was all it was all exactly. people worrying for nothing, right? So yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> true. I spent the Y two K down there in Cuba. It was a um, very good village, very nice village. The chief of village was uh, Saverio Pizzelli. And here, your chief uh, of circus, right? I became chief of circus down there. I was. How did, uh, how did I that happen? Down there, I went down there as a circus geo. All of a sudden, the chief of circus, uh, who was a Brazilian guy, had an argument with uh, the chief of sports and stuff. He decided that he was okay. I'm I'm out of here. I'm leaving. So you got the you got the spot. Yeah. So I got the spot. Uh, I went to the chief of uh, the chief of sports and I said, okay, you need someone to take care of that team, you know, and uh, just like manage the whole thing. And uh, okay, so let's go. I mean, I'm. I'm the one who's, you know, more mature about these guys. And so let's go, you know, give me the job and I'll, I'll do it. You know? So he, he gave me the job and uh, that's how I became chief of circus. I also became at the same time, the 
the the the, the catcher because I before that I was a I was a I was flying I was a flyer, and I became the the the, uh, the catcher because he was also the catcher of the team. So we end up, you know, guys showing big tricks, but nobody to catch them. You know, so I. Uh, took uh, big steps and, you know, became the catcher of the team and stuff at the same time as I became chief of circus. So it was like, boom, here you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, was there anything different like about Veradero in terms of other villages, like things, uh, things you could do there, you couldn't do, or, or it was just the same as any other resort? It's pretty much the same as other resorts. It's just that uh, obviously because of, you know, politics and stuff like that, you had to be very like straight, on the shows, there's stuff that you couldn't do and, you know, couldn't say or anything like that or make jokes about, you know, anything. Because that's my first my first contact with, uh, you know, communism, basically. Yes. Is, yes. Know, and it's, it's the, the club met down then was managed half, half by a company, a, a local company, which is the government, basically, and club med. So there was like, for me, it was a little bit difficult for some reason to get, you know, like uh, stuff that we need, like chalk and tape and stuff like that. It was like always very difficult as you had like level of uh, authorization to sign, to get signed and stuff, to get to order and stuff, you know, as as opposed as any other village in the American zone where you basically get it from Miami, you know. It was a different story down there. So, but it was like, you know, you could manage around it. Once you know how it worked, it's just fine. You know, it's like, it's a little bit different because you had to, to do with it. And it's also a village where there's a lot of French people who are coming over there. Very, 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 very few Americans, obviously, uh, but mostly French people. So I met a lot of people from, you know, Paris and stuff like that, people like that. So it's a very different clientele. Uh, the food was absolutely gorgeous because at that time it was like a four star. It was a four, uh, four trident. And uh, the food was absolutely incredible. The lobster night was like, even me, I never seen any so much lobster on one table at the same time. It was just like crazy. Funny or interesting stories that came out of Varadero? Varadero, there's like, it, it was a different it was a different kind of funny we had like a, we had a we had a pretty good team the guy, uh, it was, was there uh, anyone that was on your team we might know like any any names that we uh, might recognize not really because one was italian the other one was brazilian and uh, i had a guy from uh, israel at some point what about what about and the whole team guy. i mean like the whole team like is anyone was anyone with you that season on any service that we might we might know like uh, like a red or a freddy uh, no, most or a... of these guys the only one that i uh is an, there was another canadian guy down there in the varadero which is uh alex leonard if you know him oh, i know the name uh, yeah. yeah alex leonard he was down there with me that's where i met him first time but the rest of the, the rest of the, the the team was like mostly locals and uh people from uh, france or you know belgium or something like that. Okay. It was mostly European geos down there. Fair enough. Only two two of us, two Canadians or three Canadians, that's it, down there. Okay. Well, let's move on to Extapa because <clears throat> you had, I guess you had an ingoing and outgoing chief. You had Teach Bayer and then Miriam, yeah. whose name I cannot pronounce. Do you know how to pronounce her last name? I don't want to destroy it. Cara, Cara Wenisian. 
Wow, yeah. very nice, my friend. Okay, I had a never... year's practice, then. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, I guess. Because <laughs> I Extampo, I was there for a year and a half. Basically. Year and a half. Wow. Why? Yeah, why so I long? Did, I did one year. Well, the, mm -hmm. the village in the in Ixtapa at that time, I don't know if it's still like that. But in Ixtapa, I was closing in September. September until November. Uh, so you had like a two months who was who it was closed. So I did a whole year. And in September, closed the village and everything. And that's when the September 11th happened. I'm in the village. We're closed since about a week. We're just thing, you know, finishing stuff, packing and everything. And September 11th happened. So we were stuck down there for another week and a half. I was supposed to leave the, the week after. And I left like two weeks later than that. And there's nobody in the village except, you know, very, very, very few geos were still there. But we're stuck there. And when I came back, September 11th, I was in Montreal waiting to get another assignment, another village, and you know how it was, you know, you remember that time, there was nothing so Miami office called me and said, okay, you want to go back to Ixtapa? I can, you know, I can give you another six months in Ixtapa, so I went down there for another six months after and did the reopening, so I basically, I opened Ixtapa at the beginning of my first season, because it was closed before, so I opened it close it, reopen. And I didn't close it because I did only six months, but I, I know that village like on the, on my finger. It's a very uh, big village. It changed a lot since, since then, but it's, uh, so that's why I have like two chief of village different, but uh, it was an interesting experience because of all this, all that stuff. It was like uh, pretty interesting. It's also where, the village where I had like uh, different groups. I had like uh, I can't remember the name. What did they call it? The gay, the gay group where like you oh, uh, you had Atlant oh, Atlantis or or Olivia were the uh, yeah. I, I had both actually. Oh, okay. I had both down there. Uh, over a year and a half, I had both. I also had the sober week down there. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, uh, the sober week was like quite an experience because we had no alcohol whatsoever in the village but honestly that week i think i had the most fun party ever in my life because these guys guys and girls were all there because they don't drink anymore they're all you know AA and stuff like that and they know how to party without any alcohol and i met some people you know who went to you know to hell and came back to their life and it was like people were like really, really, really fun people, you know, like people who were like living for it, you know, real stuff. I also had a uh, a funny story that I had. Well, not a funny story, but yeah, well, yeah, there's part of it that is funny. We had the week where we had at that time the uh, the CEO of Clement was uh, Philippe Bourguignon. Yes, And he came for a couple of days in the village. So we had a big thing, you know, Teach was the chief of village at that time. So we had a big thing, you know, going on. He said, Teach came up to me. He said, I would like to have a circus show, like a special circus show and, you know, a flying trapeze show. And uh, we brought even like, a, you know, Arango at that time. 
who was like uh, working in Sandpiper. Yes. He came, up, he came to fly with us. El Wapo. You know, <laughs> yeah. Shout out El Wapo. Uh, so he came, he came to fly with us and stuff to put up a show, a, a flying trapeze show, you know, like a, and a big circus show. I created down there. That's the first, actually the first big circus show that I create. Actually, I did one in Varadero, but it was mostly with the uh, uh, with the animation team. But the the one I did in Ixtapa was really the first big, big one by my home. Like it was like a circus show, you know. Like, uh, but it was like huge. We had deco. We had like uh, you know palm trees everywhere. It got, it was called the Jungle Show, and it was like uh, basically uh, some kind of a Tarzan story, you know. Philippe Bourguignon was in the village, so we had to do that show for him and stuff like that. It's quite an experience because we also had the flying trapeze show, and we always had, you know, you remember the gag in the, you know, in the middle of the show. So that night we have the gag planned and everything, and uh, but that night he's sick, he's not feeling good, so he's coming to me before the show, like a couple of hours before the show. He says, "Man, I can't do it. I'm, I'm just." sick i'm i can't do the gag tonight but i have a i had a backup plan you know i had another guy who was doing it so i come up to the backup plan and um i told the guy i said okay you're gonna do the gag because alan's not feeling well he's not doing it tonight and stuff so we're gonna do the gag but you know just we'll just do the one you're used to the the, the, the one that he pulls your pants and stuff so the guy is like doing this we're doing the gag and everything he gets to the gag but you know he was not supposed to do the gag that night. So he's like dressed with, you know, his pants and stuff. And he put the other pants, the tear up pants that over it. So we're doing the gag and he's swinging the air. And all of a sudden the catcher grabs the pants, but he grabbed the pants, like every pants. And he's pulling everything. So the guy is like, butt naked on the bar, 30 feet in the air, in front of Philippe Bourguignon, the CEO of Club Med. So, okay, but the poor guy was like hanging from the bar, trying to you know hide himself a little as much as he can. <laughs> can he, could he put a chalk bag in front of it or anything? Oh man, that was like I was on lines, of course, and uh, okay. so I'm pulling lines, and I see the guy up there, like, and I turn around and I just look at Chief of Village. He's like out of his mind. He's just like, oh my god, you know. And all of a sudden, I look at Philip Bourguignon and. He's laughing his ass off. Like, who wouldn't believe? He's okay, like good. Yeah. laughing, laughing, laughing. So, okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. So I told the poor guy, okay, let's go. Let's go. Just sit in the net, my friend. Did no one it grab the microphone? Like, Did no one grab the microphone and say, this is and this is just a primer for the Chippendales night after, ladies? Okay. No? Oh. Like, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody thought of that. Everybody was okay. in shock. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, well, that was like a... It was a funny moment, but an embarrassing moment for the poor guy. You know, can't remember his name. He was like, "Well, was it was it a very cold night? Is that what you're saying?" <laughs> no, uh, uh, never, never mind. We'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo. Okay. All right. Normally, I would think it'd be hard to top that story, but your next village, you go to one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. A couple of years after I was there, Lindeman Island, Australia. Not only that, you get. You're, you're there with the one and only uh, Hendel Duplessis from Montreal as chief of village. So you're getting like a double whammy here on uh, Lindemann. And and I'm, I'm assuming that Australia was the longest flight you've ever taken, correct? Oh, my God. 
Do you still sure. remember your jet lag? Because I remember my jet lag the first week I arrived. Do you still remember oh, yeah. what, what it felt like? <laughs> I do remember. It's ho- it horrible. It's just oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did I did Montreal, Vancouver, Vancouver, Hawaii, Hawaii, Sydney, Sydney, Hamilton Island, Hamilton Island, the boat ride. Oh, my God. I okay. came in the village, and I remember the girl who, uh, who raided me at the, um, at the airport before the boat. She actually ended up being uh, one of the circus girl, uh, Rachel. And um, I mean, she was like talking to me and I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't hear, you know, I couldn't understand anything she was saying. I was so tired and just like, I was sleeping on that little boat, you know? So I got there and I get to the dock and Handel's right there on the dock. And that's where I'm where that's where I met him. I heard of him before, but I never worked with him before. That's the first season I did with him. So I'm standing there and looking at him. He's looking at me with his, you know, big smile. And he's just a welcome, welcome tiger. It's just like, you know, and then he's looking at me. He said, okay, we're gonna bring you to your room and then go to sleep. And we'll talk later. Yeah, it's the only, I was only so tired. Yeah, it's so the only tired. village in Club Med, Club Med, where they they will actually tell you when you just arrived to go to bed. Like everyone else yeah, is like, basically. hey, let's go to let's go to work. I'll show you where the yeah. circus is. But yeah. I, I forgot to ask you, Tiger. Did you did you request Lindemann, or they sent you? How did how did you get to Lindemann? I didn't. I didn't request it. They you just didn't. Like uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. They just like. Call me the, uh, the, the the human resources. Call me. Said, okay, your next village. I have a proposition for you. Said, yeah, what it is? Said, uh, how about Australia, Lindemann Island? I said, let me think about it. Uh, how about uh, yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, like, yeah, I want to go. Yeah. No, trick, like a... trick question. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Is, is that a joke? <laughs> No, no, I was. Yeah. I didn't request it. I was like really happy to go down there, obviously. And it it was a beautiful village, beautiful. How long did I, you spend there? A whole year. A whole good, year. good, I was good. There a whole year, and usually when I did a year in a village, I was always coming back from my vacation. You know, I not this time, my I, friend. Not this not, time, where I did you go? Where'd you go on vacation? Oh, yeah, I went to uh, I went to Sydney, I went to mm-hmm. uh, Melbourne, I went to a couple of places, and I been to I mean in two weeks, two two weeks, I think I did two nights at the hotel. The rest of it was people that I met in Clamed. Oh, really? Me, yeah, I, if you if you come to Melbourne, if you come to this, if you come to that day. Come on up, hook up with us. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna provide you room and board and stuff. And so I had like two weeks of sleeping everywhere. The people and some places it was like even, I had like my own little house for me. It was like amazing. I met amazing people. Okay, let, let me yeah, let me ask you this about amazing people because you and I are both Canadian. We're both from Quebec. I always said that I think. This is a huge compliment to Australians. I actually think Australians are nicer than Canadians, and and we have a pretty good reputation for being nice. But did you find that they were like, "Hey, nice"? Like, did you find that like everyone was so kind and polite the whole time you were there? Oh yeah, there, there there's some people down there that I met, uh, and just to name a few, like uh, you know, uh, 
Johnny, uh, Josh Payne, Johnny Cutaway, Johnny yeah. Cutaway, yeah, Josh Payne, yes, Josh Payne. I mean, these people is just like it's just adorable people. Yeah, well, Josh John... is Canadian, but you know, yes, living John, Johnny too. Yeah, but they live yeah. down there so, for so long. I mean, it's a, but they're very, you know, very uh, friendly people. Yes. Uh, my team was a very young team down there. It was like, you know, they, 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 we had, we had some problem for a different reason. They were very young for them. And for most of them, it was their first job out of the house, out of mommy's care, you know? Okay. So you look at the room, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> very nice people. Very nice people. What do you miss right now about Australia? Is there some, is it like, is it VB? Is it Tim Tams? Is it Bundaberg rum? Is there something like, like you wish you could go back for just to like, uh, like, is there anything that, you know, that you, you really miss now about Australia? Like uh, Vegemite. Oh no, no, you didn't, you didn't uh, try no, Vegemite. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> they had it, they had it I'm out kidding. at every breakfast. They had the cat, it was craft, right? So I they know, had the jar, jar open at I breakfast know. and I kept putting the cat back I on because that smell was horrific. No offense, Aussies. We love you, but we don't know how you could eat that. And they eat it from the time they're baby. From the time they're babies. Yes, from the you time they're babies. Like that. Yes. Well, they were. Well, yeah. Actually, there's a couple of things that I would like to go back in Australia for. That I mean, the uh, animal, like uh, you know, like koalas and stuff like that. I had like that's the first, the only place in the world that I could have had. You know. I had a koala, yeah. a baby koala in my hands, and yeah. I have, still have a picture of it. And uh, the kangaroos, I mean, I was like a big fan of kangaroos, and it's just like, you know, I, actually, when I went on holidays, it was a family that I met, and uh, she said, you want to see kangaroos? I'll bring you the kangaroos. So she brought me to a, a park, which is a national reserve or something like that, and I like kangaroos, my friend, like I wouldn't see. I mean, I saw so many in the, down there because it's a reserve, and at certain at certain hours, like at the end of the day, like at four o'clock or something like that, they're coming out of the woods and they're coming in like in the, a piece of land where they eat some stuff. At every day at four o'clock, there's like twenty of them, like just sitting there and they're looking at you, and you can get close to them, you know. But so I was like, they're still wild animals, but they're like used to see human. But they let you come close, but not too close. If you get too close, they just oh, they take two steps back. And but it's it's just wonderful, you know. It was like just amazing. I was dreaming of seeing kangaroos. I saw some, a lot of them. You know, the the country itself is basically. When I went on holidays, I was looking at it. and I said it's basically like Quebec. You know, there's like huge. Huge piece of land with not that many people. So it's just like if you're going in the countryside of, of in Australia, it's pretty much like going into the countryside of uh, Quebec. Instead of seeing like a, you know like a moose on the street, you see kangaroos. That's basically on the road. I mean, you see kangaroos instead of moose. You know, but it's quite similar at that at some and very very many few, many points. You know. Yeah, um, my my listeners like probably are tired of me talking about uh, Lindemann, so I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from <laughs> talking more. But because we still have to get to Turks and then Cancun, where we met. All right, so I think you had a little bit of a break after Lindemann, and then you go to Turks and 
Kekos with Chief of Village, Paul Angus, correct? Yep, Paul Angus, yeah. yeah. You have any JoJo stories? <laughs> I, I've seen JoJo. I mean, I like anybody, any GOs that went to Turks for the first time, I mean, it's like I was looking for JoJo. I want to see JoJo. You know, JoJo is so famous. I want to see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw him. And uh, a good, very, very, very good memory of uh, Turks is that that's where I got certified as a diver. As a open water uh, one certification as a open water, yeah. Patty, yep, yeah. Okay. Who who was the? Uh, do you recall who the chief of scuba was there, or anyone? Oh my god, I can't remember. That's okay. Remember. No problem. But, no problem. Uh, what you must have had fun I mean, in Turks, that's, though. That's where. That's the village where I fell in love with uh, diving. It was, it was, okay. Wow. So I did diving once in my life before that when I was in vacation. But you know what? You know it is. You know they they give you like a two three minutes uh, course in the in the pool and then boom you're in the ocean so you don't yeah, know yeah. what's going on <laughs> so you're just like so worried about your your own security that you don't even see what's going on around you. But yeah. down there it's just like I did the whole thing, you know, I did that the whole uh, the whole certification. So when you get in the water, you say, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Just like and I can you know I can see what's going on i can look at it and in a different kind of way you know so it was like that's where i literally fell in love with diving it was just like it was so beautiful down there also a lot of places that a lot of coral reefs and stuff it was like wonderful i just wish that i did that before i went to linda moon island but you know i did a little bit of scuba but not scuba diving i did a little uh What's the other one? No, the, the, uh, snorkeling? The, snorkeling. I did snorkeling in London, but no, no scuba diving. Okay. Now let's go to Mexico. So I know we're, we're running low on time here. You, you pair up with Hendel again. So Hendel actually calls yeah. you and requests you to go to Cancun. Did you know, yeah. did you ask uh, Hendel, hey, who's on the team there? Or when you got there, you were like, huh? Look at all these, no, actually, all these I knew, uh, legends. I knew. Okay. Yeah, actually, I knew who was on the team in the circuit team because when he, when he called me, he requested me, he said, hey, I'm missing. I need a catcher. You're there. You're not gonna be chief, but you know what? Who cares? You know, like uh, yeah. But he said uh, Simon. Simon is there. He's gonna be the chief, and you're gonna be the catcher. You know? so I said okay, good. And when I got there, I mean, I, and I start because there's a lot of GOs that are like still in the North American zone at that time that I didn't know, like Joker and you know all these guys. I didn't know them before I got to Cancun. And when I realized after a couple of weeks. The, the, the team that we had down there is in my god we have a dream team over here it's just like you know it's a super team had, had you worked with red or freddy before no i never oh, wow. worked with red and freddy before okay so uh you know i met these guys down there like uh pirate same thing uh, uh, yeah freddy, Ro uh, ross friedman uh, at tennis ross, and, uh, yeah. i mean i you know i heard of the names because these guys are like legend you know and um, but I ne never worked with them. But the funny story is that I, I used to hockey. Uh, I've been a hockey coach when I was younger, and Freddie was playing for me. Freddie Birmingham. He really? Was, he was one of my players. Uh, when he when he saw me the first time when he saw me at the uh, we met at the bar, 
And he's looking at me. He said, oh, okay, Freddie. No, no, no. He said, uh, said, where are you from? I said, Montreal. He said, oh, okay. And then we start, you know, talking about part of the city and stuff. He said, I'm from Unsick, you know. He said, really? I am too. He said, I played hockey until, you know, he was, he was, an, he was a very good hockey player, Freddie. And... Um, then he's looking at me. He said, "What's your name? What's your what's your last name?" So I told him my my last name, my guy. Seriously, you don't remember me? I said, uh, "No." I do. He said, "My name is Frederick, Frederick Birmingham." When he told me Birmingham, I mean, there's not that many Birmingham, and you know, oh. in Montreal and in Unsick, that's the least. You know, I said, "Are you kidding me?" But he was. A grown man now, you know, I coached him. He was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years old or something like that. He said, oh. you were my hockey coach. <laughs> I said, That's crazy. I never knew that when I was there. <laughs> well, it's like I just realized that. I just it came wow. back to my memory, that, that story, because it was just like, wow. You know, like. Yeah, there's only one mistake. There's only one mistake in that story. Uh, he wasn't Freddie at the bar. If you recall, Freddie was brilliant. He had a nickname only in the evening, and it was El Fuego. So uh, you were talking to El Fuego at the bar. <laughs> I love that. That's that's true. El most Fuego. unique. You, you, no, no other you ever thought to do that except Freddie. Have a nickname, but only at night. Uh, only brilliant. at night. <laughs> so did you like your time in Cancun? Did you have fun there? Oh, yeah. I had a Great time in Cancun. It was like uh, it was my last season too. Well, my last year too. Yeah. I did two seasons. And it was uh, you know a huge team, a huge chief of village. It was like you know great village, and uh, we had a great team. We had yes. a great circus team down there. We had we put up shows like uh, yeah. We had Christy good. and Simon. Christy, and Simon. Uh, we had uh, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren, and uh, I mean, we had a pretty big team, and uh, the show was pretty good. I remember a couple of things, but uh, a couple of shows that we had, and Handel was doing the gag and the show and stuff. And, and I remember like, his, his, he was talking with the, he was always, because if you remember well, Joker was animated, he uh, was describing the circus show, yeah. the fly show. And they were always making the joke with the, the chalk and stuff. Oh my God, I'm white. And I was like, <laughs> it was like pretty funny stuff that, you know, you don't know if you can do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Early 2000s was a different time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Now, now, you, but yeah. So from 98, 2006, you work with a lot of people. Like, who, yep. if I asked you who, who you like working with, like, who did you enjoy working with? Any names come to mind, Tiger? Oh my God! There's so many names that I, you know, like uh, if I, if I if get anybody out, but it's yes, like, you know, do not, yeah, do not send him angry emails, people. He forgets someone. Yeah, I just, it's just a part of the show where if I don't mention your name, yeah, don't send me angry yeah, emails. No angry emails, okay, please. Uh, you know, like the guys from like uh, Kevin Bat, Mike Coltman, with like Chief of Village. Uh, that's where I'm uh, in Elutro back in '98. That's where I met Jennifer Simon, who was like not too long ago on your podcast. Oh yes, but was she? And she was choreographer, right? Well, she came for sailing. Stage. She came. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, there. that's right. I was set design, and she was there with yes. two other people. That's right. 
and that's where I met her, Eric, Eric Safranek, and I, uh, Luke, Gus, Mac, Josh Munden. Oh, yeah, Josh Munden from this, Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah, Josh Munden. I worked with him in Watuco. He was down there when I, oh, when, okay. I got, when I first got there. Randy Hobbs, which I worked in Mustafa with. He was on my, my circus team, too. From Mixtapa, while Miriam was something. I mean, I remember being at the bar the, when the first the first night she came in, and we got we got trashed both of us. <laughs> the first night she walked in, it was it was her birthday, and uh, we got hammered at the bar. Her and me, it was like. Well, I'm sure she night. was drinking. She was drinking water, and she was giving you you beer, right? <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. A lot. Of, I know a lot of chiefs did that. <laughs> yeah. Because they still have to work. Uh, you know? <laughs> there's like Nixtapa, Laney, Laney Emerson, American girl, Alan Marshall, JK, who was my chief of sports when I was JK, and, yes. And in uh, Cancun. Cancun after that. Piriavik, Josh yes. Payne, Rachel, Rachel Circus, Rachel, Rachel Shatwin, Circus Chick, a uh, girl from New Zealand, Chanel, Chanel Combs. You was uh, in my uh, in my circus team in Australia too. Uh, you Joker, you know, like so many people that I just like Simon, you know, Christy, all these guys, oh, guys and girls. I mean, there's, there's so many people. It's like, and I, I know a lot of them are like on my Facebook, and you know, like I see what you know what's going on a little bit in their life and we we don't talk every day but you know like once in a while there's a little message coming in and so it keeps in touch with these people i know where they are in their life you know everybody's got families and stuff now it's like you know it's been a span of like 20 years now so yeah well yeah and since a you of, a lot of things happening in, in 20 years yes yeah, and since you've left uh club med what are what are the three things you miss the most well, I think that uh, probably the first thing that I, one of the first things that I met is weather, obviously, you know, living in Canada, living in Montreal, like uh, if you live in the Caribbean and in Montreal, eh, comparison, eh, not too hard to, you know. Yes, we are recording this in February, just so everyone knows. And uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little white out there right now. <laughs> it's a little wild, it's a little cold too. Uh, yes <laughs> and uh well weather uh friendship basically friendship you know relation with people and stuff uh you know like uh, there's over the years i met a lot of people like as guests who were like interesting people where you know i got a little bit in their life and know a little bit about them the week that they were there having good you know like good uh, good stories with some of these people and just like so friendship uh you know like meeting new people different countries different culture that's uh it's very that's very uh it's very useful to see how people in other countries live and you know all that stuff it's just like uh as a stuff for personal growth and then that's that's the best i think that's the best it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life because of that. Me too. Well, Tiger, this has been an amazing man. And thanks again for agreeing to do this in English and in French, because uh, I, I know it's a big ask, but you 
you said yes right away, even though I was afraid to ask you because that's usually, <laughs> usually I get no, no, thank you, Greg, but you were the first one to say yes. And I was well, so surprised. So very might happy. Be easier in French either. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, people, uh, you know, English is Tiger's second language. So you're going to get to hear me. If you want to listen to the French one, you'll get, you'll get to hear me mangle the French, uh, the French language. So if you want to laugh, listen to that one too, after this one. Okay. So everyone, that was the famous Francois Tiger McKay from Montreal. And uh, once again, Tiger, thanks for sharing your story with us here today. Absolutely. And we will see you all next week on another episode of My First Season. Say bye, Tiger. Say bye-bye, everybody.